0: it's not always the big things that change the world it's the small acts of kindness that happen repeatedly over a lifetime that make the world a better place so every week we share a story of someone like you who is doing good in the world in their own way welcome to doing good with carmen Herbert. Everyone, and welcome to Doing Good. I'm your host, Carmen Herbert. And today on the podcast, I have Angel Anderson. So, Grandma Camera is one of the endearing names Angel Anderson's grandkids call her, fitting for one who is obsessed with documenting the lives of both the living and those who have graduated Earth life. She puts both her degree in elementary education, BYU, and her family history certification, BYU-Idaho, to good use by helping any willing soul to make family connections and to create and preserve memories. And Jell and her husband, Scott, serve on the management team for the free site, The Family History Guide. She's the marketing director and also creates content for the activities and youth pages and the Come Follow Me Companion correlated temple and family history activities for each week of the Come Follow Me Lessons. She and her husband, Scott, co-host the Gathering series for High Five Live on Facebook. And I'm so excited to talk to you today, Angel. Thank you for taking time to come on Doing Good. Thanks for asking me. It will be fun. It will be so fun. I love learning about family history work. I am not great at doing it. And so I'm so excited to have you on. I I selfishly ask people to come on the podcast that I need help with. I love that. <laughs> like, okay, what what do I want to learn more about? Tell me history work. Okay, I'm going to get an expert to come perfect and talk to us. So, I want to know how you got involved. With doing family history work, is has, has this always been a passion for you? When did this become something that you're like, I really want to dive into this deeper and do this more?
1: Well, it's kind of interesting, but I think some people are just born with the spirit of Elijah in their bones. And I'm one of those. I've always loved it. I, I come from a very close family. Both lines are are really um, into preserving memories, making memories in the first place. Um, Family reunions were always big. I think my mom and my dad instinctively knew that there were benefits that you could get from connecting with those who have gone on before and living relatives that you can't get in other ways. And they just kind of knew that. And I loved visiting I loved visiting all my extended relatives and we were close in fact this is so funny but when I was having my first baby and I had some complications and um, I all of a sudden heard these voices out in the hall of my hospital room and it was not my just aunts but my great aunts and they were there to tell the doctor what to do to help me and they were walking the house and praying together. And I mean, that's just a sample, an example, I guess, of, of how close our families were. Oh, and how sweet and comforting yes.
0: to know that you have women that are supporting you in a difficult time, that family that only knows you like family knows you. That's and right. That love that's you so and loving and supporting you. How comforting to have oh, that.
1: Oh, I know. And you know, a lot of people are... Um, they don't get involved in family history because they think it's too hard. And it's it's for older people, especially the youth kind of feel that way sometimes. And I remember when I was a young mom thinking, I don't have time for this. But I had a friend, Lucy, who would go down to the family history library in Salt Lake City every week. And she'd sort through the microfiche and she'd have all these miracles of finding people. And I admired that so much. She had such an influence on me that when family history became Easier, yeah. I dove in with both feet because I felt like now I could do it without it taking so much of my time. Yes, you don't even have to leave your house. You don't. It's it's miraculous, and it's so fun. We have made family discoveries, and don't you feel like when you're trying to help somebody else, if they can get that spirit of discovery, like it's it um it's. Uh, Relevant. It's relevant to them and and it can make a difference in their lives. I think those two things kind of help us when we are trying to get someone else to feel the same way we do. To have that enthusiasm for finding and making discoveries and, and getting close to their loved ones on both sides of the veil.
0: Yes, I completely agree with that. When my great grandma passed away, she was not a member of the church. My dad's grandma, her name was Doris. And when she passed away, she gave me a ring And it was her mother's wedding ring with a beautiful opal and pearls around it. And I often wondered of all the grandkids and all of her kids why she chose to give me this ring. And I would visit her every summer in Arizona in Phoenix. And she lived in this little trailer park with beautiful orange trees all around. And I loved visiting my – some of my friends went to St. George and hung out you know, for spring break with other friends. And I went to my great grandmas with my family (laughs) and there were so many summers. I thought, Oh my gosh, I'm visiting my great grandma for spring break. And now looking back, I'm so grateful. I bond with her and she gave me this ring and I started thinking about her and doing her work for her and then doing the work for her mother as well. And so I interviewed my grandpa and that was obviously his mom and his grandma. And he gave me all this information and I could not Find my my grandma, my great grandma's mom. I could not find her anywhere. My dad's family were all from Canada. I was born in Canada. The Canadian records are sometimes hard to find. There wasn't as the censuses were different. And I could not find her. Her name was Lorraine Kidney. And and I was and I was trying to find this woman. And one day I was saying a prayer that I could find her. and, And I'm like, what did my grandpa know? her name. Like he gave me the wrong name of his own grandma. Like, this is so weird. I can't, she's nowhere. And I was praying. And and one day I, a name came to mind. I said, heavenly father, please help me find my grandma B. And I was like, Oh, not my grandma B my grandma Lorraine. Like that was weird. That was weird. I said, B that's not her name. And I went to the, I went to our little local family search in Lehigh, Utah. And I was searching for her And the lady said, sometimes these ladies and and anyone would go by different names that are, there are on the records. And so I said, well, I had this really random name pop into my mind. It's B like Beatrice. I know that wasn't her name, but that's, that's the name of my other grandparents. And I thought I just mixed up the names. She's like, let's just type it in. And lo and behold, she went by Beatrice. How would you even get that from Lorraine? I have no idea. And that was the name that came to mind. And suddenly all of her records came up mm-hmm. and I found out that she had already had her work done, but her sisters and their kids had not. So that led me to this whole other family and this whole other discovery. And it was the coolest experience. It's like miraculous, It was miraculous. And it was, it was like a high, like a rush, like, oh, she led me here. And that was <laughs> put in my mind. And it wasn't a coincidence. How would I ever have known that and found it? that's kind of when I got the bug of, I want to learn more about my ancestors because they care enough that they're helping me try
1: to learn about them and try to figure it out. And it was, they're so close. They want us to know about them. They want to share their experiences. They want us to find those and find the stories and share the stories and tell the stories. And, you know, it's so interesting that, um, this study, lots of studies have been done, but I love this one that was, um, featured in the New York Times, and it was, it was featured in the New York Times, and it was um, some research that had been done coming out of um, Emory University, and you may have heard of it, but what they found was that the family narrative is more important than we know, that telling these stories, these miracles that happen, and, and letting our families, especially our children, know the, the strength that can come from those who have gone on before. And yes. what they discovered was that children are more resilient. They are um, better able to handle life. They're less stressed. And they um, they feel like they have more control over what happens to them just through sharing family stories. That is amazing. And I think it is amazing too. So, you know, when we talk about how do we find these stories? Yes. Um, and and you know, not to be afraid to do what you did and just search and, and wait for that inspiration that will come. And it will. We have been promised that. Um, so, I don't know. Do you want me to tell you about a site that I volunteer for? The Family I would Society? love to learn more
0: about everything that you are doing, Angel.
1: Yes. <laughs> okay. So, Um, about, I don't know, five years ago or so, these two men were working in a family history center in Sandy, Utah. And people kept coming in with the same questions over and over. So they decided they'd make a site, a website and answer some of these questions. And this just grew from that small beginning. And what it is, it's a free site that gives you help with any part of family history. So in other words, you don't like make a tree And fill in a tree but you find out how to do that you find out how to do that on um, the four major sites and those are my heritage find my past ancestry and family search and it's awesome because it goes step by step so it just takes you through it it's very user friendly there's a search bar you can look for any part um, of family history that is baffling you at the time for example, um, if you pulled it up and you went to the menu and found Family Search, yes. and maybe you want to go to Memories. Um, I don't know if you can, when you do that, you can see that there is a huge menu of um, what also ways that you can find help. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, everything is yes. on there. Um, so on Memories, for example, You can learn how to gather records, interview relatives, uh, prepare uploads, tag photos, add stories, add a life sketch, add audio, and all of those kinds of things are just right there at your fingertips. So I love to tell people that this resource is available. It is approved by FamilySearch. It's not FamilySearch. It's just approved by them, and it is in the 5,000 or so Family History Centers worldwide. So they can use it to train missionaries, to help people when they come in with questions. Okay, and it also has over 200 activities for families and individuals and children and youth. And we have a new youth site on there, which contains a a section just for Latter-day Saint youth. So it has the call to the battalion, and it has why we do the gathering in the last days, what it is, and has activities that youth can choose from. You know, they need this. Yes. <laughs> they need to be doing things, don't you think, on their phones that are not what they usually are doing? Absolutely. And and the strength that
0: comes from, like you said, I did read that study, and I was so interested in um, how just knowing about your... Even just starting with your own grandparents, you know, or, or your great grandparents, those that you know, their lives and what their trials and what they went through, the strength and resilience that just comes from knowing who you are and who you come from and knowing what they went through in their lives can sometimes give us strength for the trials and hardships we're facing in our life, knowing, wow, they went through that. And I, know. They, they, I, I mean, things that I can't even imagine and, um, you know. Walking across the plains, for example, and I tell this story often that my my um, on my mother's side, um, her name was Hannah Boyack McFarland, and um, she walked across the plains and her feet would bleed so badly at night that she would have to wrap them in dressing and every night she'd take them off by the fire and blood would soak the ground around her Mm -hmm. and then she'd rewrap them every night for the next day's journey because her shoes wore out halfway through and you, you say that like oh my grandma used to wrap her feet but you think about it and you're like can you imagine like walking outside with nothing on your feet but a dish towel walking for 30 miles a day through thorns and rivers and muds and streams and and pokey thorns and, and stepping on hot rocks and the beating that your feet would take and how beautiful that analogy is of her feet were taking her closer to her savior that also suffered for her and her suffering was sacred and it was for a purpose. And, and she did that for me so I could be raised in a safe place to be able to worship how I wanted and who I wanted and when I wanted without being discriminated or, or, or possibly losing my life because of what I believed in. And it get, that gives me such strength knowing, oh, she did that. I can do this. I can, I can clean my kitchen. Yes. And I can, I can get through my little trials because of of what she sacrificed with her big trials. And
1: it will be an amazing opportunity to meet these people. These are people our loved ones that gave so much i think one of the first people i want to find in heaven is my ancestor named sarah elizabeth baker who gave all walking across the plains just like you said only this woman was aged 40. she was nine months pregnant with her 11th child (gasps) and and she that love of the baby is my direct ancestor henry and I, I can tell you, I, this story, and all of our grandchildren that are old enough to remember and learn stories, know this story. And they, the, the girls in our family, the young women, they choose to be her when they go on a trek. They want to oh. be <laughs> But this woman, the rest of that story is that her family, and they had left a ton of riches in Canada, where they ended up and found the church. And they were to, um, they left their property and all these show horses and all this wealth that they had in the care of an attorney to sell it and give them the money, which they never saw. And so they kind of started over, but they got as far as ham's fork in Wyoming. And at this point, because this sweet lady, my, my loved one was going to have her baby and she must've had toxemia or something. And the that her husband he felt like she was going to die and I guess he was so sure about it that he and the wagon train couldn't wait they couldn't wait for her you know to get better and to have her baby or whatever so they went on and I don't know if they dug her grave or what but um and I don't know who she was with because this was by the Sweetwater. it was just a crossing and and it turns out that I don't know what happened, if she was in a coma or what, but she woke up, she gave birth to the baby, and and remember, this is number 11. 11. I can't. I can't imagine. Oh, but anyway, a wagon train was coming by, because this is where they stopped, by the Sweetwater, and um, so she got on that wagon train, and for some reason, it arrived in the valley before her husband and children's wagon train arrived. No, wait. I can only imagine that reunion reunion. I mean, talk about joy. But oh, also, like she probably had a thing or two to say to him like, "Honey, you know, I, you left La- me <laughs> pregnant and you know, ha- giving birth by myself. I, I want to find those answers and I want to talk to them. And I, seriously, when I see Sarah Elizabeth, I think I'll just kneel down and kiss her feet. Oh. I don't know how she did it, but she did that for me. She did it for you. And she did it for all those that we love that came after her.
0: That is such a beautiful story. So I am so interested. So, because my family, like I said, is from Canada as well. My dad and Rasmussen is my made a name. And, um, so Sarah Elizabeth, so where did they settle in Canada?
1: Prince Edward Island.
0: Oh, Prince Edward. And mine was Mm -hmm. all, um, Alberta. They they came from Denmark to Alberta. And then, um, some of them, you know, eventually came to the United States and, and things like that, but it was all Alberta is where Mm -hmm. my, my dad's family is all from. Um, but it's, it's interesting because, um, it, it, it's hard tell me how one would go about finding, okay, so I have my family tree, I have the pedigree and all that kind of stuff. But fi- is it is census records the best way to find an ancestor? Like, did this person have a brother? Did this person have a sister? Like, there's so many offshoots. Like, if you're overwhelmed about, how do I even go about finding someone? Like, I don't know how to, who how do I even know how to find? Like, I don't know how to, what do I, where do I start? If I'm like, I want to go to the temple,
1: I want to bring a name. What do I do? Great questions I love these and my go-to is the family history guide okay right? because it consolidates all of the um, the major articles and videos and webinars to teach you anything you want to know. So, awesome. I just go there. You can type in your question or you can look in Family Search and see. Um, all about research. To get started for beginners. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> Help for beginners faster and
0: easier. Show me more. Okay. So, right. that is a great guide for people that want to Better know.
1: Starting anything from yes. you know, how to turn on your computer. Yes. Have <laughs> so you signed up for your Family Search account? Have you filled in four generations? And it is amazing what you can do once those generations are filled in. And a lot of people think that their work is done, you know, um, that (laughs) it's all filled in and there's nothing to do. That is so not true. (laughs) There's always work to be done. And even if you get into descendancy research, where you're going forward instead of backward and finding your cousins, you know. So anyway, to answer your question, there are so many ways. Census records are invaluable. And I think the thing to do is to find what records are already there and find out if your person that you are looking for is somewhere in any of those records already, right? And then um, just there are, on the Family History Guide, there are videos and, and uh, how-tos. So you can ask any question and just go in there and something will click with you, like as far as which um, article or video or whatever will be most help most helpful to you.
0: That is, that a I mean, we could go into it more, but no, That think- is a perfect way. That that's awesome advice and um, and a great way to get started. The family history guide and um, like you said, look, it says, um, new to family history, try the beginner's path, and you click on mm-hmm. the link and you can. Okay, here here we go. So, um, I would love to hear from you and um, an experience where you were either searching for an ancestor. And, and couldn't find it and, and then had, oh, like me, maybe a sudden burst of inspiration um, or any any story you would love to share with us about how doing the work for your ancestors has blessed your life and how you have felt them or, or have you felt them closer to you since you've been more invested in their lives and finding them and finding their stories and sharing them?
1: Oh, Yes. Um, Absolutely. I have a testimony that they are invested in our lives, um, as we've talked about. They are close to us. They want us to find their information and record it. They want to be remembered. And I've had so many experiences doing the research where I have, like you, I found a name and um, just any little um, glimmer of hope that I could get more information and what I'm really going for is the stories about them because now, you know, finding names like if you just want to take a name to the temple, um, it's almost always easy to do that because you have on Family Search, you have ordinances ready and you can just click on there. It's under the temple tab and you will find they will give you names. They will give you names to take to the temple, to be baptized for, to do work for. Um, the ordinance work for, and so you can always kind of find a name, but if you're specifically looking for a person, you just kind of dive in, and you you find what's already there, and what can connect you to um, another little piece of information, and so the certifications, any kind of um, wedding license, or, you know, and the more you get um, specific, like, if you know the dates, and times of marriages, and births, and deaths, Put all that in and then just kind of go from there see what's on there um, do some research in other sites i like to keep my part of the family tree on family search in a bunch of other places on the four major sites and in a, um, a, a kind of a place where no one can get and you can look up that online and see okay what what are those i use roots magic and nobody can get there and i can save all my things so Nobody can change those, the information that I have already submitted and put on yes. my tree, my part of the yeah. tree.
0: Right. Yeah. And, have, and, and what has your experience been when you've done this work for your ancestors? Of Tell me about um, experiences you've had where
1: you felt them helping you or guiding you or, or um, been involved in your life. Well, it's so interesting because you sometimes, and I know you've had this experience too, you just feel like something is pressing on your heart and your mind. And somebody might be behind that as far as somebody on the other side of the veil who wants that work done. And um, specifically right now, I have a a brother-in-law who lived a, should we say, very worldly life and he almost died. He'd been in prison several times. He was addicted to everything you can think of that is evil and horrible and um, pretty much used his body up. And um, somehow in his later days, and you know, I think my husband was a good influence on him that way, but he got interested in doing family history. And he jumped in with both feet and was just amazing at gathering records and And helping people find things and um, unfortunately his addictions kept or caught up with him later on and he died of kidney failure and a few other um, complications but we had a sacred experience knowing that he was greeted by those whose work he had worked so hard to do and that they loved him and i just felt like it's such a testimony that god loves all of his children no matter what they have done and that he wants them to make these connections and feel like they have somebody who is watching over them and helping them. And when they know that and have that knowledge, it's just like when we teach our children, um, like the the research that we just talked about, you know, to share those stories so they have the strength that they need, especially in these, these latter days. Um, I just feel like, and, and I'll share one more story too, um, so, my yeah, my my oldest daughter, our oldest daughter, Jana, um, she had the opportunity to care for her great grandmother in the last few weeks of her life, and I mean, she was very close to her, and they always do things together. And my grandmother had been a school teacher for forty years, and she loved to teach her grandchildren and her great grandchildren, and they had a special bond. But she cared for her in those last days, and and um, was very close to her. And this was a time right um, before she got married and after. And um, they, because they had this special bond, when my daughter had an experience where she felt totally deserted by everyone who was needing to help her, she was um, in the hospital. And for some reason, everybody had just left the room and there she was. And she was worried about this baby that was Um, to be born, and if he would be okay, and if she would be okay, and as she was lying there in the hospital, um, into her mind came a song that her great-grandmother always sang to her. She said, I'd never, ever heard anyone else sing that song, that lullaby, and into uh, that room came this, this feeling that she was no longer alone. This grandmother who she had cared for was there to comfort her when she needed her. Even the smell of her grandmother's apartment came to her. Wow. You know, and it's not always that we would see somebody from the other side who's helping us, an ancestor who loves us, um, but we can feel them. And that happens so often, and I've had that happen when I'm doing work for them. And even finding specific, a date or a name or a connection I just feel like they're up there cheering, like, okay, you listened, you, 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 you know, you you were in tune and you were able to find that. And I just feel like that happens more often than we know. And we just need to be aware.
0: Oh, those are beautiful experiences. Thank you so much for sharing those. I completely agree that our ancestors are not far from us and they are invested in our lives, like you said, and they care about what happens to us. And and when we draw closer to them learning about their lives, they become more involved in our life and in caring for us and, and in helping us. And I firmly believe that when we find an ancestor and take their work to the temple for them and have their work performed for them, they are then assigned to be one of our guardian angels, that they are assigned to agree. know... Now you get to watch out for her because right. you've saved her. She's going to help save you oh, in, in, we in your to life. know them. We
1: really do. I, yes. I feel like when that, that happens, when it's not just a name anymore or someone on a chart, it's a real person. And they can make um, a, an amazing connection just by learning about them. So I want to talk to you just a little bit about um, how to find those stories Perfect. And how to make family history fun, especially for kids. Because Great. We, all know, <laughs> we all know that a child's attention span is probably about a couple of minutes. If that, a couple age. of seconds sometimes. Yes. Yep. <laughs> and when they become teenagers, it goes down from yes. the right? <laughs> so we have to make it fast and and fun yes. and relevant, right? Yes. And so um, we have come up with all these games and activities on the family history guide and a lot of them lead to family search and they have in the last few years come up with um, an activity section that is absolutely phenomenal awesome i mean not only do our children never have to be bored but they can find joy in discovering because it really is all about making discoveries isn't it Um, yes to help people get interested Yes. to have them know that there is something there for them yes so on the family history guide when you go to that um activities section and go to family um, number nine on there is a list of five minute activities to do family history awesome and it is lengthy and it has all of the links to Um, other places to find out what (laughs) what works for you and what works for your family and your children so you can just kind of thumb through those Um, I think it's pretty amazing actually that there are so many resources and so many tools and yes not just amazing well what is even a good word incredible miraculous, glorious, all of those adjectives. It's just, Elder Renlund says it's breathtakingly amazing. It is. Our fingertips now to help us. And and so you can just kind of look at all those different activities. And then I love to tell women, especially because they come to me a lot and say, I I don't have time. I don't know how to fit it in. Right. And oftentimes I will start with, I mean, we don't want to put them on a guilt trip. We just want to give them a gift And so sometimes I'll say, well, okay, listen to these promises and just see if any of those are ones that you want for you and your family. And then I start naming some of them, like an increased understanding of the Savior and his atoning sacrifice, an increased influence from the Holy Ghost, more faith, more refining, sanctifying, and moderating influences in our hearts, an increased joy through an increased ability to feel the love of the Lord. Increased love and appreciation for our ancestors and our living relatives. So we no longer feel alone. An increased power to discern that which needs healing and thus with the Lord's help serve others. Increased protection from temptations and the intensifying influence of the adversary and an increased assistance to mend troubled, broken, or anxious hearts and make the wounded whole.
0: And oh I said, are goodness. these
1: things that you want?
0: Absolutely. You want Those these for
1: your loved ones. These, you, and, they're, and they're
0: actual blessings. It's they not, are. oh, that would be nice
1: you know, if they that happened. they are real. But they're real. Absolutely. And Elder Renlin, in this talk that he gave um, called Healing and Sealing, <clears <clears <throat> Um, he says that if you have prayed for any of these blessings, participate in family history and temple work. And as you do, your prayers will be answered. Well, that's good enough for me, you know? Oh, yeah. And, and I'll find the time. I will find. Yes. A you know, five minutes a day, you are still doing it. And the, the wonderful thing about this. Is that it's so addictive <laughs> once you get into it and you start feeling these blessings in your home and in your hearts and in the lives of those you love yes and you're like mm, okay let's let's dive in let's find something and and there are some of these things you can do in the car or at bedtime mealtimes anytime <clears throat> anytime to just bless your life yes almost immediately sometimes don't you think Absolutely.
0: And like you said, it's, I don't think it has to be as hard as, okay, we have to log on. We have to find a name. We have to do this. It's even as simple, like some of the ideas um, on the family history guide, it's um, try and um, do a geneoprity game, like genealogy and, and jeopardy game for fun to find out more about yeah, ancestors. It like, a,
1: yeah, it has a link to that. So it that has a link to it on the BYU family history tech lab site. Yes, you know, there's tons of games on there, and the, the How fun, fun thing is that when the kids are doing those, because it pulls from your four generations. So yes, so my advice would be to anybody getting started, go to FamilySearch, fill out four generations, and you don't even have to have all the information there. Just mainly yeah. the, yes. the dates and and the names, and make sure those are correct, and then you can access all of these games because they pull from your family tree you're part of the it's tree.
0: so neat and so ah, personalized to you. Yeah.
1: yes personalized so they are learning the stories and i have some grandkids that want to get 100 on jenny opportunity and so they keep going in there and make it a higher making it a higher level that so that they can so learn nice. more but they are they're learning the stories because they will ask and say okay the answer was this why You know, why was with these guys in England at the time, or, you know, what did they do to get to America or Utah or wherever, you know, and they just ask those questions and they are learning at the same time. And, you know, I just feel like when we are thinking family history, you know, in our minds, we're like, okay, how can we fit it in? What can we do right now, right now, today to incorporate even five minutes and then when they get the spirit of Elijah, when they see how fun it is to make these discoveries, then they feel the deeper things. Okay, I want to do their work. I want to make sure that family and those children are connected. Yes. That we can, you know, do for them what they can't do for themselves. Yes.
0: Well, and we were in the temple recently doing ceilings, and the temple sealer said something so interesting. He said, so notice how... There were some children that we were sealing to their parents and they said a child doesn't need any saving ordinance. Um, they don't they don't need their endowments performed for them. If they're a young child, they don't need obviously you're not sealing them to any spouse or anyone, but they they don't need their initiatories then, but they do need to be sealed to their parents. Absolutely. And so I think how important that is that these parents are wanting their children to be with them. And, and that is enough. And then that is that is enough for that child. They didn't need any other work done, but they do need to be connected and sealed to families. And it's so sweet sometimes to look at their little birth date. They're three years old and four years old. And these parents that are like, oh, my baby, wouldn't every parent just they want their babies with them. And, and that moment. And he said, I just can't imagine people often ask him, do you think they're there? Do you think they know? And he's like, wouldn't you be present on your wedding day? Wouldn't you be (laughs) present when your child is being reborn to you, you know, being sealed to you in a way, like, weren't you there when you birthed your children? Don't you think you'd be there when they were sealed to you? He's like, don't, he said, I think more often than not, way more often than not, it's the case that they're here rather than they aren't. That they know they are present and they are aware and they are probably the ones that have prompted you to come today to do their work for them. Absolutely. Yes. And it it is so fulfilling and 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 so beautiful to have those experiences and they stay with you and they strengthen you. And they change your heart. And it changes absolutely
1: change your heart. It does. And turn your hearts, you know, um, yes. in the Doctrine and Covenants too, of course, it talks about the promises and all of these promises that we have just talked about, um, they are real. Yes. And ha- when hearts are turned to the promises made to the fathers, it's not just turning your hearts to them, Yes. but why does it matter? And what can, like we've been talking about, what can they do for us and what can we do for them and to make that connection? So I just feel like any time that we can fit in some family history. And I want to share with you that the family history guide also has a section. It's under faiths on the menu and it's also on the homepage. It's called the Come Follow Me Companion. And this is a way to incorporate family history activities into each week of Come Follow Me. Awesome. Actually, it's a pretty amazing thing because I think a lot of times we, as families, we study the section or the verses or the chapters and whatever scripture we happen to be studying. For example, um, a few weeks ago when we were studying Doctrine and Covenants, 81 through 83. Yes. um, I'll give you an example of how this works because what, what I was going to say is they you know we get done studying like we have the lesson we do family night <clears throat> we want we would love to extend that um, and, and do it all week and help help our families feel and incorporate the principles from that lesson. Yes and so having this kind of extra material <laughs> to go to and learn from. so um 8183 where much is given much is required. And we talk in there about, um, well, first we quote from Come Follow Me and says that it says, studying the Doctrine and Covenants 81.5 has brought to mind um, someone you could succor or help. Perhaps it has brought to mind. And often it does when you're studying that. And it's saying, you know, succor the weak, help those with feeble knees. And somebody comes to your mind. um, How do you minister to that person? So... In here are links to the Rootstep 21 2021 conference, where church leaders talk about how to minister to others through family history. Oh, and so I the like link that. is right there, and you can go see what they said and, and how um, ministering really means to everyone. And family history touches everyone. That is a way to talk to and to help others, no matter what situation they are in, right? It's magical. It's, it's, um, it is, it's astonishing. And so then there will be um, a bunch of other links of things you can go to, to find out how you can minister through service and just give you a bunch of ideas. And then it tells you some links to create a family search account so that if that is what somebody needs to be able to reap the blessings of family history in their lives, then you can help them set up an account And then all the other things you can do once you have that, they're all linked right here. Then it talks about the blessings of the temple and how to help people see those and know those and know what the blessings are of making the connection of doing family history work and temple work with being utterly blessed in your life. Okay, so that's just one. So every week you can just go to there and see if there's something that your family can do to um, extend your Come, Follow Me study for that week. Oh, it, that, that is such great advice because as a parent
0: with four young kids, I'm always looking for different ways to make Come, Follow Me come alive. And Absolutely. have them be interested in what we're talking about. And it's not just, you know, the words of someone rising from the dust that that has been deceased for a long time that is old-fashioned. This is relevant to us in our day. And how do we make this relevant to us in our day and how do we make these words come alive and how do we relate to people that have gone before us and that are trying to help us. So I think that is such great advice. I'm excited to look more into that, the family history guide and put in my four generations and play the games with my kids. I think that's going to make, especially talking about family history and, um, and learning about ancestors, um, m- much more fun for my boys oh, yes. and, and fun
1: for us as a family. And, you know, when you put kind of these um, tools together, for example, one time we, we decided to make a video. Um, and We were actually doing it for the Family Easter Guide. So this video was on there, on their YouTube channel. But we decided we would get to know some ancestors more intimately. So we didn't just kind of know a little bit about them, but we could learn more and I thought okay let's do some of our grandchildren's great grandparents or great great even and it turned out that I was totally inspired that we should do my parents the children's great grandparents and so we did so we got pictures of them out and we assigned all of the children that came that night to do a certain research project but i mean just some some looking into what was available on family search about that person so they were looking at timelines and they were looking at um, a site called Early Missionaries, Early Morning Missionaries, and they were looking at um, their profiles and they were looking at um, what they had in their memories on the on my my parents. And they were having a blast. They they even dressed up like detectives and put on the trench coats and the little hats and the, had the magnifying glass, and they were just having a blast. And, And we were about finished filming this when my husband and I got a call from the hospital and my father, who the kids were studying about, was in the hospital and he was not doing well. And that morning he had been fine. He'd been shopping with my mom, but he'd had some complications from um, some struggles that he had been having. was now in the hospital so we left the kids with the videographer and said okay we will call you we will let you know what is going on and when we got up there um it wasn't long before my dad passed away and um it was so hard to make a phone call to these children and we said you know grandpa grandpa will's gone um and and um they they had been feeling not only so close to him in that moment but but that they were discovering these things they'd never known about him before, that he served in the war and this is when. And and we had a timeline and they were writing all these discoveries on that timeline. Oh my goodness. And when they found out, our little grandson Derek went over to the timeline and wrote that Grandpa Rule had passed away on February, February 11th, 2019. And that was the final entry of their timeline. But oh I just thought, goodness. you know... I didn't know my dad would die that night. No, no. My father did. And he wanted these children to feel close and connected and comforted. And that absolutely happened. And, you know, I just feel like when we take the time to figure out um, that, I mean, I, I guess you could say it, when we take the time to realize how important and essential even that doing family history and temple work is to us and our loved ones, then we will make the time. Yes. We will do that. I know Sister Nelson, Wendy Nelson, is so into this. She is one of my um, mentors and a, a great heroine to me because she is, um, she gets it, and she is so willing to share it. And she talks about, I love this, she talks about one time when she was contacted by a uh, a young um, mother, a young um, married lady, a young married woman in uh, a, a BYU ward, right? So that kind of tells you the situation. And, and she'd been asked to help her Relief Society sisters um, not be so depressed and so overwhelmed. And, and just, you know, they had a lot of trials, husbands in school, all these kinds of things. And so she prayed about it. And she said, the answer I got was to have Amy have the Relief Society sisters do family history. And she said her first thought was, I can't do that. Right. Wrong answer. Not what I was thinking. No, that's <laughs> not kind of what I had in mind. But she said, um, she emailed her back and say, said, invite them to make a sacrifice of time to the Lord by increasing their time in family history and temple work for the next 21 days and see what happens. Wow. <laughs> So she did, and she said, "One mother and wife, one um, young wife and mother wrote during the 21 days that I increased my temple attendance and my family history work. I not only felt happier, I felt a sense of relief. I felt a weight had been taken off my chest. And when I made time to do these things, which is hard, <laughs> because we're all busy, I found that somehow I had more time to get other things done. And this was kind wow. of general, you know. And so it's been interesting. We even did this with our ward." We did a 21 day challenge where we asked them to do five minutes a day. And the primary was doing it, the young men, the young women, the the boys went on a camping trip um, and they didn't want to miss their five minutes. So they sat around a campfire and they had the fathers and the leaders talk about their own fathers
0: Oh, and that's so right. easy. Anyone
1: can no, do that. Anyone so can so do easy. that. And But they were thinking, how can we do this? So yes. I think having a challenge, you know, to get in the habit. Do it for yes. 20 days. And and also, I just wanted to mention, too, that uh, my friend, Olida Jewel, has started uh, a site and a Facebook page for... The 21 day challenge and it oh, has grown my. so much and there there are plans you can choose with specific awesome. ways you know to incorporate family history according to what your needs are and, there's and an tell us what that's called there. again it's called family connections the 21 day experiment okay and you family can look that up on facebook family. okay the 21 yes, day. yes and it's amazing and so you know what we have the resources we have the help we need we just need the commitment and yes. I think part of that is to realize that these blessings are real and they will be yours. You pray for them. You work for them. You become close to those who want to help you and to your father in heaven who's who sent his son for us. And as we become closer to him by doing what he's asked us, which is yes. participating in the gathering, Yes, the gathering is just helping people, helping people yes. know their heritage, helping people love the gospel and learn about it. Um, being a good missionary, being a missionary is and is all about the gathering, right? Yes. Missionary work and family history work are one great work of salvation. It's absolutely true, and I am
0: so grateful for you for coming on, doing good today, and talking to us about how we can connect with our ancestors, and for sharing those tender stories with us especially the one about your sweet father who recently passed away and how special that that is the day that you remember him that that was his last his last day. Is that you were remembering and honoring him and learning about him like what a beautiful send-off and and what a beautiful memory to hold and cherish in your heart and that your kids will remember about their grandfather um about i mean for the rest of their lives that about when he that was the last little beautiful experience that they had is that he will not be forgotten. And I think that's the biggest thing, too, is that they don't want to be forgotten. They want to be remembered. And and the only way that they can live on is through us and through through us telling their stories and and keeping their stories alive. And I'm so grateful for you and for all of the good you are doing with family history work. I cannot wait to check out um, the family history site um, and all those fun activities. And like you said, anyone can do five minutes a day. And I want to take that challenge, the family connection challenge. I think that will be so beneficial um, for my family. And I'm excited to, to do that. So thank you for all of your recommendations and and getting me excited about that was the goal (laughs) it it totally totally worked and i I, i'm i have such a testimony of family history work too and i am excited um to teach my kids more and i just again want to thank you so much angel for coming on the podcast and for all of the good you are doing
1: thank you for having me
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of Doing Good with Carmen Herbert, available exclusively inside Our Turtle House. At Our Turtle House, there's something for the whole family. From full length talks that you can't get anywhere else from some of your favorite speakers, to fun family home evening lesson plans that follow the Come Follow Me curriculum. There's even short daily devotionals made specifically for your teens. Plus, you can get two months free when you sign up for an annual plan. Just go to OurTurtleHouse.com to get started. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you back here for another episode of Doing Good next week.